Welcome to Go Meet, a wrestling podcast. I am here with Jared. I don't get a nickname. AEW Jared. Tag Team Wrestling Jared. That's what we're diving into today anyway. Right? You like the tag teams? I do. You like the Helter Skelter? The crazy? The Tornado Tags. Right. Check us out. Whatever you're checking us out on right now, you can check us out at Spotify, iHeartRadio, Bullhorn, The Daily Smart. We can find all things pro wrestling. Listen, rate us, rate us highly. Check out our merch if you would like at What a Maneuver. And let's get into what happened in wrestling. I want to get into the tag team division a little bit with AEW. First, let's talk the two promos from this week. This week we had the MJF promo where he gives us the villain origin story. It reminded me just a tad bit of the... There was a Spider-Man cartoon not that long ago where Doc Ock creating all the villains out of Spider-Man's blood. Yes. I love that cartoon. Uh, it's just funny because I'm 50 and that cartoon was probably 10 years old, but whatever. <laughs> Moving into it, though, here you had MJF say, I was always a punk guy, punk was my man, and then he quit on me. And then I quit on my dreams. And then in spite of him, I wound up becoming this because I was never going to let people down the way punk let me down. I thought it was all true. I th- I'm pretty sure that like, every bit of that is just a true statement. Like, like shoot true. Somebody pulled up. Like the comment he made, which is crazy, post from the day he quit or something. Yeah, quit yeah. school, and, and and like a post on the the Instagram account mm-hmm. that he he singled out. I was I was like, damn. So I think I think it was one hundred percent true. And I think it's great. I thought it was a great promo. Right, Punk walks out at the end, and he gives you the the really big eyes and the the look of concern that only a punk can give you. And is that true? As MJF nods. It, it quietly says yes and rolls literally away. tears falling out of his eyes. It was it was an incredible piece of work by both of them. I thought so. Uh, I I don't think it makes MJF any more sympathetic if that makes sense because he's still a huge jerk. Well, I but thought, it does make him a three dimensional character, which is great. Off off topic, just a tad. I always thought that's what bothered me about the Joker movie, the one with Phoenix. Yeah, is that. Joker was supposed to be the one villain that you didn't care about his origin story. I wasn't supposed to feel sorry for you because that's why you're the Joker. You know, the Penguin, yes, there's a reason why I feel bad for the Penguin. Catwoman, there's a reason why. The Joker was supposed to just be evil incarnate. Just out out of chaos. Right. The merges. Right. The Joker. I wasn't supposed to care about him, which is why I've always said I think it's a great movie. I'm just not sure it's a Joker movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's what we got here in that. All of a sudden, I care about MJF in a different way. By the same token, as soon as he gets out there and starts wrestling, we're going to hate him again because that's who that's who he is. Just because he has a sad story to get to who he is, right? Doesn't necessarily change the fact that as soon as Punk shows any mercy, MJF's going to like poke him in the eyeballs and, and kick him in the nuts, right? Just because that's who he is. But it's super good because making MJF a three dimensional character with a past drawn is far more interesting than just being like, oh, that darned MJF, he's at it again. Right, and there's also, it it helps him going forward even beyond this feud. Oh, yeah. People can draw on that. Right, and there can be reasons why he has to build this formidable force around him to help him keep driving this dream forward, right? Because he didn't fit in, and now if he can get the belt, he can fit in. Because 
a punk walked away from everything, including him. Therefore, I have abandonment issues. Yes. That kind of thing, right? The kind of cool shit that wrestling should be able to give you. Wrestling is so interesting in the ways you can tell stories. And I think, especially recently, in like the past year or so, we've gotten a lot more interesting ways to tell stories, which I think is, is super cool. Because you can tell stories like the Golden Lovers in wrestling. You can tell stories like this punk MJF in wrestling. Eddie Kingston's whole story in wrestling is really interesting. Like, it's it's such a cool art form. We went to Pitscon last weekend. Ray, Ray and I did. And I felt like we saw Ruby Soho there, and she was nice enough to talk to us a little bit one-on-one, but then in the autograph area. And then she also did a Q&A. And she kept harping during the Q&A on how wrestling can bring so many people from so many different backgrounds into an area and if you allow those people to be in your company then you can tell these like penta can tell stories and mjf can tell stories and as heels they can tell the same story malachi black can tell the same story but it's completely different because of who they are Wrestling is is a smorgasbord of different aesthetics and stories and backgrounds thrown together on this canvas. As Bischoff said, it needs to be a buffet. I, it's, and I feel like AEW is currently winning in that, and I feel like part of that is tag team wrestling. They did utilize the tag team wrestling match to set up Jericho and Kingston. Yes. Which the factions they have allow for this, and we'll get into that more as we talk about other things that happen on these shows. But what did you think about the Kingston-Jericho? Uh, I liked it. I thought it was probably the most interesting Jericho's been in a promo in quite a while. I think Eddie just knocks it out of the park as usual, too. He does. That dude is so good. He didn't even have to say all that much this time. Honestly, he didn't. I feel like Jericho was the, the centerpiece of this promo. I think that was my only issue with the promo. If Eddie Kingston is who I believe Eddie Kingston is, he would have hit Jericho much earlier on. Yeah, I agree. You know, because <laughs> I, I, I felt I felt that to an extent as well. But where that's, it's just like, man, would Eddie would Eddie have taken that? Uh... Right, but that's like that's nitpicking so much because that would be like, oh, the the good guy jumps through the window in the chase scene. He drops his gun and doesn't think to turn around and pick it up as he's running. And it's like, well, yeah, because he's you because know? that that ruins the whole thing, right? Because there's no fist fight at the end if he picks up the gun. You know what I mean? Yeah, the yeah. promo ends now if if he punches, and we need to tell more of a story, so we yes. can't do that, right? Okay, now moving into tag team divisions, we have Jungle Express sitting atop of it. Acclaimed is ranked one. Kings of the Black Throne are two. Private Party is three. Gun Club or Ass Boys is four, and you have FTR at five. We get to tell these stories on both AEW Dark and on the big shows. We have this. We start this match. We start this TV show out with this huge match with all the tag teams in the ring that aren't champs, and they fight it out. And it comes down to a team not named here because the winner of this gets to gets a title shot. Yes. So we get to circumvent the rankings, which I think is kind of smart in a situation like this that you would not want your number one or two tag team to like win that win that because you kind of know they're going to get a shot, right? That's the whole. So point. why not have someone who's Right. A newcomer. Somebody who hasn't been a lot, very active in the Young Bucks or Red Dragon, who that who winds up coming down to. That's the story we wind up telling. And we have Red Dragon swerve the Bucks to eliminate them. Which I thought was very smart. Well, it was a blackout, evidently. 
Kyle O'Reilly's so funny. He had evidently entered into some sort of fugue state. He blacked out when he, he tossed Matt Jackson over the top rope. He kept saying that. I, that dude is so funny. Well, and you have one of the better tag teams, I think, ever in Kyle O'Reilly and... Dude, Red Dragon rules. And Fish. If you haven't already seen some of their New Japan stuff, highly, highly, highly recommend. And you can also dive into some of the NXT stuff. That as well, absolutely, 100%. So now we have Red Dragon in a title match with Jungle Express, but the real story here is backstage between those two because Adam Cole winds up saying, hey, you guys got to table this because what's important is me because I'm facing the champ and I'm sitting here listening to you guys bickering about nothing and I need help right now. And that's a neat form of storytelling, right? I thought I thought it was just it was a masterclass in storytelling. At the end of that match, when the Bucks and Red Dragon are all pissed at each other, Adam Page comes in. He starts whooping Red Dragon ass, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bucks Bucks hands off. I think that part's super interesting too, just due to their history. And even like when they talk to Cole and Red Dragon about Hangman, they're like, "Listen, man, we're, we're, we don't really want to." be involved in that they said something like we we are we've already been there but you could tell they were just like a come on not him you know what i mean right not him uh so he's he's in there bucks aren't touching him cole comes out gets clowned on uh bucks don't help him again it's just the the divide furthers in that segment and it sets up more interesting dynamics between page and the bucks and page and cole it's, it's, it's a great segment. Just a wonderful segment. It is a spiderweb storyline. Yes. It, it, it's blending together, and it's it's ending in a crash. You can tell, but when and where. Right. And does it wind up being the type of thing where the Bucks do wind up back on a road that Paige is on somehow? You can kind of... Could that you know, happen? It's, it's possible. Could it... Or could it just happen to get rid of Cole... And Red Dragon, because Omega may be ready to return. Yes. Yes, There's. it's so interesting, because even with the inclusion of Cole and Jay White, that's a lot of very big egos butting at the head in, in that little elite group. And the pecking order went from Omega, Bucks, on the same level, Yes. to Cole, Switchblade, together, Red Dragon... And then the Bucks. They got they got bumped down. So now they're down about five slots on this in their own faction. It's it's kind of crazy. Things things are heating up, but and 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 to tell it in this way is really great. Well, the other thing, if you pay attention to the big realm of it, if you go, oh, Jay White swerved the Tongans on yeah, Impact, right? It's like, Which was huge. And then you have the Good Brothers. So could the Good Brothers wind up sliding over here too? And would that put the Bucks even further down to? The wrong. It would. Which would, right? They're the only ones without belts. They're the only ones without a title match right now. I think that's fascinating. And yet, all of it includes the tag team division, but then explodes outside of the tag team division. Piggybacking on spiderwebs and storytelling lines. Multiple stories along the lines. Let's look at what we have going on with the Hardys. Matt Hardy has his faction. Andrade is like, why... Is you why are you is, are you and your faction disappointing me? And Matt is passing that blame over onto Private Party. Yes, which lost the battle royal. But then, if you really look at it, and you go, okay, I know Jeff's returning soon. 
They they keep dropping the hints about it. It's obvious, right? That's the, that's not even a secret anymore. So if the Hardy if Team Extreme is returning soon, then Matt's about to turn on Private Party. Easy, <laughs> right? And now what happens there? Does Private Party go with Andrade? Ooh, and I think I think part of the key to making especially tag teams interesting is factions. When you have factions, and when you have a lot of personalities clashing in the ring, interesting things happen. It, it matters how a tag match shapes out. It matters how a battle royal shakes out. You know what I mean? It, it all matters, which feels great. Take the Kings of the Black Throne. Yes. Again, we have a faction. And now we have this match where they get with Penta, the Death Triangle. We have this match. It's a fantastic match. It's it's goth galore. It is. Wonderful. We, we have a ghost outside the ring, the band, <laughs> the band leader. The, the Pope, yeah. The Pope is outside of the ring. It could be Alex. It could be Alex, but it could also be the, the lead singer for Ghost. Yeah, it's hard Pope. to tell yeah. under all that makeup. Who knows? One ghost concert. There you go, right? Kings of the Black Throne versus Death Triangle. We get this fantastic matchup. Malachi is going for the mist, which I do have an issue with. If he's able to summon this mist, then maybe he shouldn't be able to choke on it. But whatever. You, you figured you might be immune to your own mist, but it may it may be like a fire breathing thing. You know what I mean? But you're, then again, you can, you're not immune to water. Nobody's immune to water, right? So you choke on it sometimes. That's that's true. And the mist is a form of water. So maybe. Anyway, again, I think if you push, if you held us thing over his mouth he should have been able to poot out that black mist and, and destroy him but we'll we'll move on that would i i don't i i think i would i would want to see that once and then never again <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway so you wind up having him choking on the mist enough to get rolled up and then the fury winds up coming where brody starts to beat down penta and then he starts to beat down Pac, and then the lights go out and Buddy Matthews, not Buddy Murphy. Okay. Yes. They're calling him, but the formerly 205, never in his never, life. Never, ever. But he's high school. Okay, yeah. so then he comes in, he's stacked right now. He looks great. He's, he's been waiting around to get a chance to wrestle again, and he shows up. Malachi looks terrified. We know of this rivalry they've had over the years. He kind of slides away from him, and then all of a sudden, Buddy jumps Pac, and they beat down Pac, and so now this faction has grown a little bit. Buddy's perfect for any of these scenarios. Buddy's a perfect wrestler. Anyway, he is really fantastic. Good. Having him and Malachi, you can have any one of these guys can wind up in a tag team. Them losing allows for, if you if Phoenix is gone for a little while longer, it allows for Penta and Pac to maybe get do more in a tag division. But the faction looks stronger because they have the third body now that they just introduced. So it's not 50-50 booking, but it kind of has that result in the end. Yes. Also, when Phoenix comes back, we could have the three-on-three match, which would be incredible. Oh, my God. Please, Tony Khan. I'll give you all... What's your th- what do you think about the state of this tag division right now? It's, it's so healthy. It's, it's got stories beyond the belts. The belts are important, but there's stories all the way down. The fact that Private Party has a storied past with the Bucks and with Matt Hardy and all that, and, and they could just spin off anywhere, you know what I mean? Everyone's grown a lot. It's a very... Uh, I would just I would want to watch any matchup in this division. Mm-hmm. Every matchup feels like it could mean something important. 
Right. Even with like the ass boys, you know what I mean? Right. If I see Private Party versus the ass boys, I kind of, something is going to come of that. Right. It's a great division. It's wonderful. Well, that's the thing is, I almost feel like even even the tertiary characters in it are all really entertaining. Right. You know what I mean? I love the ass boys and their their weird their unwillingness to be called the ass boys. I love Private Party and and their weird issues with Matt Hardy. <laughs> also, any any version of what we get with the best friends. Absolutely. That's also very, very good. If they want to put... They booked it in a way where if they decide, I want Paige and Scorpio to wrestle together, they can do that because they're Easy. in a faction together, right? Also, they can continue them as singles wrestlers. And it, it's neat the way they have created this system to where everybody's a star and everybody's interchangeable. Yeah. I, I think and that fa- seems again, impossible to do, but it's worked. Factions, I think, are the key to providing tag teams with versatility. Whether you want to have a singles match, a tag match, a trios match, you have a lot of versatility in how you want to approach any given matchup, which feels really interesting. It's a very American take on what New Japan has done well. I agree. In, in some ways, <laughs> WCW did this pretty well for a while. With with factions and all that, but then it became so bloated and it turned into just two factions yeah. instead of keeping it splintered, which was better. I don't know that anybody's ever done it better than New Japan does it, and I feel like this is approaching that. And I think, I, honestly, I think it's better. In my well, opinion. I, some of the factions be- in New Japan don't quite matter as much as others. Like Chaos is just like a weird faction of, of kind of loosely aligned people. All the all the bad bad guy factions are all really strong. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I think though that too. That's some of that is your American palate. Oh, absolutely. Because we like storytelling that. And I, I, don't, I don't know about you, but I love storytelling that involves promos. I love storytelling that involves things other than the match. But the matches are what's killer too. Yes. But if if you can give me a show that sometimes I'll fast forward through the matches. Because I'm watching all the promos, and then I go back through and I just watch all the matches. Oh, yeah. I've done that before. And neither one of them were better than the other. That's perfect. That's what I'm talking that's about. That's awesome. That's the it's, whole that, point That's of good it. TV, man. Right, 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 right. That's what the beauty of the whole system can be at some point. I think AEW is doing, uh, on a week-by-week week week basis, a pretty good job of that. I felt like this week's dynamite was spectacular. This week's dynamite was really good. All the all the dynamites have been great lately. Rampage yeah. the weeks before had been really great yeah. for a couple weeks and this one was it was top heavy in that okay, what was your match of the week? Probably Daniel Bryanson. Daniel Bryanson. Brian Danielson versus uh Daniel Garcia. That's where I got messed up. What was two? Kings of the Black Throne versus Pac Pac Penta. Okay, I would have taken Garcia Danielson. I would have taken number two, which for me would be Sammy and Andrade, and then three would be Kings of the Black Throne versus... I, I think, yeah, I just have two and three Philip there. Right. Daniel Bryan, think about this, he's going to fight Mox because they've set that up yes. with the win, right? Yes. But then they could turn that into them being a tag team. It's so easy. It would be... Yes. It's just... It's great. And people forget Mox and Bryan are great tag team wrestlers. They are. They really are. You know, and Daniel Bryan, and I think Mox is like this too, but Daniel Bryan is one of those performers that always wants what he does to be the best thing that happens on the two hours. And so if you give him a promo, he's going to try to do that. If you give him a tag match, he's going to really think out what this story should be in these next couple of minutes as we're running around. 
And I, I don't think he's capable of mailing. I don't think his his ego allows him to mail it in. And I don't. This is one of the ways where I think ego is used in a extremely good way. Yes, yes, it's used as a a drive to be better rather than a drive to make everyone else worse. If that makes sense. Right, right. Which is the beauty of what we have, and that's what I I didn't get to ask. Soho this question because uh, other people were asking questions and I didn't get to go oh I'm important talk to me because I'm not it I'm, 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 we're all just sitting here you should have let them know you had a podcast yeah right that would have mattered <laughs> they probably would said you don't get to ask questions but <laughs> but I do think that and by, by the way I love the format of sitting in a room people talk but I would have loved to say because she did say how much she likes working with individuals and how much talent they have there now and how easy it is to work with Tony and how he's a great boss because there's structure but she said all those things which of course she has said oh, yeah. but I think she means it yeah, yeah she seems like a genuine uh, evangelist completely genuine I would have loved to ask how much do you get to sit and talk to Daniel Bryan and CM Punk and Christian Cage and because to me you have this collection of really brilliant incredible F- just FTR is one of the great storytelling best tag team in the company by the way that's my opinion right and yet we haven't gotten to talk to arguably best not, tag team in the world right in fact I don't even know who I would put above them FTR best tag team in the world right now I don't think there's somebody you can put above them and I, it's funny because they haven't been in the title picture but they're not doing that right now they're telling other stories <clears throat> either putting teams up, up either putting teams above them in matches or fighting other people's battles for them due to the faction they're in but whatever they're doing it's fantastic it's incredible right and there i, I don't know that there's anybody better than dax in, in no in my god you have that collection of minds backstage talking and i you know along with malenko and jerry lynn and those guys too it's no wonder how well all of this works together you, who did you think was the best tag team ever that's a you think all he, factions all, all, all companies. factions all companies man that's that's such a tough question because uh, honestly in a, in a lot of ways I've never been like a huge tag team guy recently I've really come around to it right but for, for a while there I wasn't huge on it might be FDR it might be. I mean, I've seen FTR have just the absolute most incredible matches I've ever seen. It's hard for me to really... Ooh, I'm actually... Actually, Briscoe's might be near him. I like Briscoe's. FTR, though, you can go back to their work in NXT. Yes. And how great it was. And some of the match of the year candidates they had there. And then you can also go back to some of the work they did in WWE that didn't involve skits. <laughs> <laughs> Which is totally not their fault. They didn't it's write not, the skits. No. But they were great as a tag team when they got to wrestle. And then you put them here and they're and they're doing that. I would go with the Steiner brothers. It's interesting. I also got to do it, sit it during a Q&A with Ron Simmons and, and JBL. And they said, they asked Simmons who his favorite opponents were. And he said, singles, maybe Vader. Because he said, you know, me and him kind of could work the same way. I didn't mind if he hit me, uh, the problem. He didn't mind if I hit him. It wasn't a big issue. He also mentioned that the night he got put up, put over to be the world heavyweight champion, Bob Vader, Vader wasn't in favor of it. He said he wasn't against it, as in he, did, he wasn't against me being the champ. He just didn't know if we should do it not on TV right here, right? But he said he went out there and he did it. Simmons did a podcast with Stone Cold, talked about that match specifically. They went through it. And you could see where he was 
not choked up's the wrong word, but you could see the affection he had for what it meant a lot. Vader had done for him. Yes. Then he said tag team would be the Steiners, and he said again, you know, when I was working with Butch, they worked like we worked. They worked snug. They were, you know, people would say, oh, they're mean. No, nah, they wouldn't mean to. You know, we just went out there and worked the same way with each other, and it works. He said, of course, Butch made me do all the the Frankenstein's and all that. Butch wouldn't do, so I had to do all those, which was funny because. He told the same story the opposite way when they were talking about when he was wrestling. The, uh, JBL said the Hardys, I think, the Hardys and the Dudleys. But they said, you know, when they were talking about, well, well what are we going to do when they go up to the top ropes and do all that flippy stuff? And he said, and Jim Simmons said, uh, I- I'm going to tag in JBL. And <laughs> 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 let him do it. And so it works. And I, the Hardys have to be in that conversation. Oh, yeah. Um, I would. The only reason why I wouldn't put Christian and Edge in that conversation is they weren't. It wasn't that long. The Rock and Roll Express has to be there. I think most of these tag teams we're talking about would tell you the Rock and Roll Express is. Yeah, I was gonna say the Young Bucks, but the Young Bucks would one hundred percent say Rock and Roll Express. I've already seen like this week. I think FTR said it online. Oh yeah. So they think so too. And we we actually saw them in the last few years. We got lucky enough to see them before that they was hung really, it up. Yeah, that was really dope. Yeah, right. And they still had it. I, absolutely. I can't believe it. Yeah. Wow. This is a wrap, man. I appreciate you coming on. No problem. And thank you. This has been a Go Home Heat production, copyright 2022. Check out our friends at the Game Project. Check out our friends at the Daily Smart. The Game Project. The G-I-N-N Project.com. <laughs> Check out our friends at the Daily Smart. I got to get, get my, my stuff in, man. Come on. I know. It's shtick, right? Yeah. I got to get my shtick in. <laughs> All right. So, and... Go home.